The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Disability Matters with your host, Joyce Bender. All comments, views, and opinions expressed on this show are solely those of the host, guest, and callers. Now the host of Disability Matters, here's Joyce Bender. I hope you're having a great year, and I know you'll have an even better year as we move forward. Special greetings to my friend, Yoshiko Dart. You know, I I mention her frequently on the show, but the reason I do that is that, well, first of all, I love her, but we want to keep the spirit of Justin Dart alive. He is the general of the disabilities community, uh, really the most well-known and the person that was really a pioneer and great civil rights leader for us. So, Yoshiko, lead on. And that is really what my show is about today, and that would be leading on. As many of you know, I am a graduate of Geneva College, and I always have believed that my foundation, my education at Geneva, really played such an integral part of everything I've done since in my life, um, and I always will feel that way. So what an honor do you think it is for me to have Dr. Kenneth Smith, the president of Geneva College, on my show today. I was thinking earlier, wow, would I ever have thought this when I was a freshman at Geneva? But I wouldn't have thought a lot of things that were was going to happen to me. Uh, but as I said, that was my foundation. So, Ken, welcome to the show. Thank you, Joyce. It's a real pleasure to be here with you, and I wish you a happy new year as well. Thank you. Thank you, Ken. Well, hey, let's start telling our listeners across America about Geneva College, the location, the size, the mission, really anything you want to add to describe the school. Sure. Well, Joyce, uh, Geneva College is located in Beaver Falls, Pennsylvania. That's about 40 minutes north and west of Pittsburgh. So we're at the west end of the state, pretty close to the Ohio line. And we've been here since 1880 when we moved to Beaver Falls from Northwood, Ohio. Uh, Geneva is a private four-year comprehensive Christian college of the arts, sciences, and professional studies. So we do a lot of different programs here. Uh, We have approximately 1,300 traditional undergraduate students, about 1,350. Uh, But in addition, uh, Almost 400 non-traditional undergraduate students, they're either part-timers or they're adults coming back to complete an education, and uh, 290 graduate students. Now, as a uh, Christian college, the short form of our mission statement reads as follows. The mission of Geneva College is to glorify God by educating and ministering to a diverse community of students for the purpose of developing servant leaders, transforming society for the kingdom of Christ. 
But in, in essence, what that, what that really comes down to is that we educate students from all walks of life, all backgrounds, to understand themselves um, in relationship to God and His creation, and then to prepare them for lives of uh, productive employment and service to their community. And that's, I think, really most succinctly captured in our motto, historic motto, Pro Christo et Patria, um, or For Christ and Country. Now, uh, Ken, how many students did you say are total at the school? Well, it's about 1,900 altogether, 1,350 or so in our traditional undergraduate students, um, just shy of 400 uh, non-traditional adults, and then almost 300 uh, graduate students. Okay, and why I'm bringing that up is, as you might guess hearing the show, Geneva is a smaller college, and that's what I loved about it. Because you're not one out of thousands. You know, you're not one in a class where the professor barely knows you, and it's so hard to be interactive. Um, that That is what I... I have a Bachelor of Science in Psychology, and I love that about the school. The other thing is the campus is beautiful. Well, thank I mean, you. It is really a beautiful uh, campus. So, you know, if you're thinking of I want to go to a smaller college that's a good college, you know, highly reputable, that that really gives you that opportunity that I was talking about for that one-on-one it's Geneva College. That's one of the things of many that I really liked about the college. And, Ken, you know what I mean, how different it is to be at a large university? I do. I was uh, also an alum of Geneva College, and that's what I remember. I remember being in a couple of classes in my major that had seven or eight students in them. I subsequently taught at a large research university, and if I got an enrollment of seven or eight students, we would have canceled the class rather than meet for so few students. But that was, uh, while not all of my courses were that small as a student at Geneva, uh, typically 20 to 30 was more typical, 15. Um, It was a wonderful opportunity to actually get to know uh, and be known by the faculty. Well, you know, um, I enjoyed every single part of it. But I want to mention one other thing for those of you listening with disabilities. This, Ken and his whole administration were so phenomenal on Disability Mentoring Day. They brought these high school students with disabilities to Geneva. And then when I met with Ken and met with Janet, they told me that it was really um, that they felt they got more out of it they probably the students did, that they learned so much from this. But for those of you in the disability community, I want you to know Geneva has embraced National Disability Mentoring Day and also the Bender Leadership Academy. We have the graduation at Geneva College. So, you know, I always tell people with disabilities, whether you're buying a house, a car, something at a store, or choosing a college, Think about that, because Joy, thank- we, we need people that care about us also. Well, thank you so much for saying that. I think that one of the things that uh, I have been struck by uh, here in, in western Pennsylvania is some people say that Geneva is um, uh, one of our area's best-kept secrets, and I'm sorry for that. 
Because one of the things that Geneva has had for many years is an office. We call it the access office. And that is its role. It is to work with students who have either physical or learning disabilities uh, to make uh, a college education accessible for them. And so we've got a dedicated staff. Uh, it's a passion of our faculty to, to be inclusive as best we can. And uh, now we're an old campus, so some things are hard for us. But nevertheless, uh, this is very much a priority, and it was a great honor to be invited to participate in the uh, Disability Awareness Day. And, uh, and I would concur with my staff. We learned a tremendous amount from the, the energy and the desire uh, of the young people that you sent to the campus. Oh, thank you. Well, Ken, for someone listening to the show thinking, oh, I don't know, you know, what, what Geneva would offer me as far as what careers I could go into. Could you talk about that a little bit from, from academically, what direction they could go? Certainly. Um, it's very difficult to sort of pick one or two out. We have um, well over 30 different majors, and those majors then prepare people for uh, even a greater number of possible career paths. But we have um, the traditional arts and sciences in terms of uh, humanities programs in, in English and in history, uh, political science. We have very strong um, programs in the sciences in chemistry and biology. Uh, they actually, we actually have a very high placement rate in our pre-med program that goes through the biology department. We also have a, a full range of very strong professional, pre-professional programs in business education. And, and while it's not completely unique, it is fairly rare for a small private college like us. We have a fully accredited engineering program uh, with a whole set of different tracks in chemical engineering, civil engineering, environmental engineering, which is our newest. Um, so there are a very, very broad slate of, of majors uh, that serve as the foundations for um, a variety of different career paths. I think what's, what's particularly important, though, uh, Geneva is still very committed to the idea of a general education or a liberal arts core. So there is a common body of courses that all students take while they're here at Geneva, and that has a couple of different dimensions. One of them is to learn how to think constructively, to think critically, how to uh, communicate, and how to function well in a variety of different um, settings. Uh, we believe that a key thing that students may do when they come here uh, is discover what their future path and future career may be. Uh, I think you know the statistics, Joyce, that most students change their major multiple times. So one of the things that's uh, a commitment of, of Geneva's faculty and staff is to come alongside of students and help them assess what are their gifts, their abilities, their aspirations, and, and make some recommendations in terms of here's what we think uh, you may be prepared by God to do. Let me give you one example. We had uh, a student, very successful student, come through our engineering program. Um, he did extremely well in the engineering program. But as he was graduating, uh, his faculty advisor told him, you should not be an engineer. 
And the young man was crestfallen. He said, you just, I just went through this. Why do you say I shouldn't be an engineer? He said, well, well, you understand and appreciate all of the mechanics of engineers. You're a people person, and you're much more interested in ideas. So the counsel was for that young man to go on to law school, and he's now a, um, a patent attorney. And so he, en- he needs to know the engineering so that he can understand the patent applications that he is servicing on behalf of his clients. But he is much happier being uh, an attorney and, and working on the people aspects than he is the, me- the mechanical aspects of engineering. That's just one example of how there are many different career paths here. Um, but he would not have anticipated when he first arrived that his engineering degree was going to lead him into law. Oh, yeah. No, I agree with you completely. Um, I know that happened with myself. So you just never know when you go to school until you go which direction that you want to go down. And with that, hey, we're going to take a break. If you just tuned in, we have Dr. Kenneth Smith, the president of Geneva College, with us today as guest. This is Joyce Bender, America's Voice, where disability matters at voiceamerica.com. Don't go away. We'll be right back with Dr. Smith. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. That's it. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. Each week, Jimmy Gould brings you the stories and the people that you want to hear about. Tune in to A Current Life to hear about the journey to success, how our guests became the people they are today, and the highs and lows they experienced along the way. Each hour will leave you inspired and entertained as Jimmy gets up close and personal with every week's guest and shares ideas you can identify with and apply to your own life. A Current Life with Jimmy Gould airs Fridays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Tune in to the Hoffman Connection for inspiration, a life of passion and purpose. Hosts Raz and Grossi and Ed McLoon will bring you ways to remove the blocks in your life that are holding you back. Along with their guest experts, Raz and Ed will use their experience and expertise to help you learn to get closer to what matters to you most. And by doing so, improve your life and the lives of others. The Hoffman Connection can be heard live every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Hi, I'm Greg Grunberg from the TV show Heroes. One of my personal heroes is my son, who, like more than 3 million Americans, has epilepsy. When someone with epilepsy is having a seizure, their brain is temporarily producing more electricity than their body can handle. They can shake or stare or fall down. They can also even briefly lose consciousness. If you see someone having a seizure, please make sure they're comfortable and safe. And within a few minutes or less, the electrical overload will stop and they will be okay. To learn more, visit epilepsyfoundation.org. Thank you. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com If you have a question or comment, call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now please welcome back the host of Disability Matters, here's Joyce Spender. Hey, 
Okay, welcome back to the show, everyone. We are talking today to Dr. Kenneth Smith, the president of Geneva College in Beaver Falls, Pennsylvania. Um, a question I have, Ken, how about graduate programs? Do you mentioned before about students uh, in adult education in different areas. you have graduate programs then? We do. We have seven different uh, graduate programs at this point. We have a uh, Master's of Business Administration, the traditional MBA. Uh, we have a Master's in Arts, or an MA in Counseling. Uh, that program has been growing dramatically in, in recent years. Uh, we have a Master of Arts in Higher Education. That is a non-traditional program where students are resident in the summer and then complete their work uh, from a distance, some of it online during the, during the work year. Uh, we have a Master's of Science in Organizational Leadership. Uh, that's a professional program for folks in mid-career who want to take on more leadership responsibility in their organizations. Uh, a Master's of Education in Reading a second Master's of Education in Special Education. And then our, our newest program is a Master's of Science in Cardiovascular Sciences. That's a program that has grown out of a longstanding program that we had uh, in conjunction with the uh, ANOVA Hospital down in uh, Fairfax, Virginia. Uh, but that program is now a five-year program that leads to both the uh, bachelor's and the master's combined. Wow, well, that's a lot of great opportunity. Tremendous opportunities. I um, wish that there had been an MBA at Geneva back when I was, uh, shortly after I was a student. I might have come here. Right. Now, listen, um, if someone is interested in getting information about Geneva, do they just go to your website? That's the easiest way. We're, we find today that if you go to the website, it's www.geneva.edu. Uh, you will be shown a full slate of our programs. There's contact information. Uh, there are links there to uh, alumni stories. There are links there to uh, applications for both our undergraduate and our graduate programs. Uh, one can get a pretty good idea of what we're about by looking at our website. Geneva.edu. Let's Correct. take time to look at it. Geneva.edu, that is the best way to obtain information if you're interested in the school. Well, Ken, I notice you have uh, different calendars with a lot of successful college graduates. I thought it would be a good idea if you could share some of those success stories uh, because people often don't know, wow, they graduated from Geneva. Look what they're doing now uh, with our listening audience. Well, let me tell you about just a couple of folks that I, I know fairly well. Um, Geneva is, a, as we say, it's a fairly small private institution, and people say, so where do you go um, with a degree from Geneva College? Well, one of my classmates, um, Joe Hogan, uh, has been in the business press over the years because he became, uh, in time, uh, one of the division heads at GE who reported directly to Jeff Immelt. Uh, so he really understood the um, medical technology business of, of GE. 
he, he left GE a couple of years ago. He's now the CEO of a global technology firm that's headquartered in Europe. Um, I like to be able to say, well, I knew Joe Hogan when, because you know, uh, we, were, we were classmates. Uh, so uh, another just uh, phenomenal business success story, um, a gentleman by the name of Larry Griffith, who is actually now our uh, executive vice president. He graduated from Geneva with a degree in communications, went into the Navy, was a successful naval officer, and, and then went to work for Altel Corporation, uh, one of the large telecommunication firms. Uh, he was one of their top executives when the company was purchased by Verizon a couple of years ago. Uh, that actually proved to be a tremendous opportunity for us because as Larry began to look, we had an opening, and it's been great to have him with uh, his years of experience uh, in a large organization uh, come and, and be a part of our team. Um, we have had several alumni uh, besides myself who have become presidents or chancellors at colleges and universities. Uh, I recently met an alum. One of the things that I enjoy doing in my role as president is uh, is meeting alumni. Um, but uh, Hal Hartley is now retired from the leadership of the University of Connecticut. So you begin to say, well, where do you go from a small school like Geneva College? How about the uh, president of UConn? Um, we've had Clearly, many, many of our, our students go on to um, very successful service careers, and you might not hear about them. You might not see them in their names up in lights, uh, but they're faithfully pastoring churches. They are teaching schools. Um, I have a personal friend, uh, graduated a few years before I did, by the name of Walt Mueller. He's the founder and president of the Center for Parent Youth Understanding. He's become a, a scholar of youth culture today and looks at it critically uh, in terms of how it may be redeemed. But his real focus is to try and bring uh, parents and youth together in a culture that seems to want to, to drive us apart. Those are just a few stories. And, of course, one of my favorites, Joyce, is your own. Uh, it is tremendous to, to have someone who has become so committed, um, then successful, and now recognized as a, as a leader in uh, disability advocacy. We are proud to have you as an alum of Geneva College. Well, thank you so much, uh, Ken. Uh, and uh, as you know, it goes both ways. But one thing I wanted to talk about, you are, our college is based on the Reformed Presbyterian Church. Question I've always had. How did that become? How did that happen? Okay, well, you say based upon. Let me, let me speak a little bit of, of history. Uh, the college was actually founded by uh, the Reformed Presbyterian Church of North America. Way back in uh, 1848, there was a, a man by the name of John Black Johnston who had a vision for a new theological hall or seminary to uh, train men for the pastoral ministry. Now, he planned this entire thing and uh, went to the, his local presbytery and asked for a, a vote of approval to found Geneva Hall. And uh, apparently he had done his homework so well that when they voted yes, he opened the doors the very next day. So we have actually been founded by the Reformed Presbyterian Church of North America, initially with the intention of training men for the pastoral ministry. Now, Geneva had to cease its operations briefly during the Civil War, 
But when it reopened its doors, um, it quickly opened them to women and freed slaves. Uh, it had a very clear, uh, compelling desire to serve those who had been disadvantaged. Um, now, interestingly, I would say that continues in our interest in serving the disability community. Um, but our history of wanting to include people who historically have been excluded uh, goes all the way back to the late 1800s. Now, Geneva's connection to the church has remained unbroken throughout its history, even though there was a time in the 1930s and 40s when uh, we began to drift from our, our Christian heritage. And it was the, the board of corporators who represent the church and our board of trustees who together uh, put together a process to draft a document in the 1960s called the Foundational Concepts of Christian Education. And that helped bring us back on track, if you will, back to our roots as a college committed to Christian education. Um, but the church, if I can elaborate just a little further, the church has long held that when someone becomes a Christian, God doesn't just want them on Sundays. And the Reformed Presbyterian Church of North America understands that the Bible teaches that all things belong to God. And when I study the arts or the sciences or the professions, I need to learn how to honor God and serve my neighbor in those jobs. Uh, it, my Christianity is not just something that happens on, on Sunday. So the mission of the college and the teaching of the church um, go hand in hand in that regard and have for the entire history of the college. Wow. Wow. That is how it all came to be, and that is uh, very interesting because different people have asked me that, and there we go. This is how you were founded from the beginning. That's well, correct. at Geneva, is chapel a requirement? Yes, it is. We have uh, a weekly chapel program. We uh, have designed our program to be, it's actually the only thing that calls the entire campus together uh, once a week. Um, we typically meet 14 times a, uh, a semester, and students are required to be there uh, 10 of those 14 times. Uh, we bring in different speakers, some from the campus, but also alumni and other leaders in the community who speak about how God has ministered in their lives and then used them for his purpose in many different lines of work and service. Again, kind of a, a way uh, both to honor God who called us to this work, but also to demonstrate for our students that people can be followers of Jesus Christ and be successful in a whole variety of different uh, callings, vocations, and careers. But we are particularly moved, Joyce, when we hear from someone who uh, says it was because of their Geneva education, it was because of their, the call of Jesus Christ, that they have pursued things like uh, reconciliation of youth and parents. They've gone into social work. They've become advocates for disabilities. Um, but also that they run successful businesses, and they do so in a way that respects their employees and serves their customers. Well, let me ask you this question, because I know there are going to be people calling me that will want to know this. What if you're a student and you want to go to Geneva College, but you are, in fact, not a professing Christian? Well, one of the things that I love about Geneva College is that our, our charter says that while we are to be a Christian college, we are to be open to men and women of all races and faiths. So 
I think it is a tremendous opportunity. Now, we are who we are. So one who comes to the college needs to understand that this is a Christian college. But there is no requirement that one profess faith. We will require you to study some things about the Bible, and we will require you to attend chapel. And our hope, of course, is that you'll become persuaded. But that is not um, a graduation requirement or a grading requirement. Uh, We have had very good students, very good, um, uh, well-performing students who have not professed uh, a faith in Jesus Christ while they're here at Geneva College. But I have to confess, Joyce, that there are two things that I love to hear when I talk to alumni. I talk to alumni who say, I became a follower of Jesus Christ while I was at Geneva College. I just didn't know before I got there. And I've also talked to faculty or to uh, to graduates who said, you know, when I was a student at, at Geneva, none of that stuff resonated with me. But 15 years later, let me tell you the story about how I became a Christian. And then they'll say, and when that happened, I remembered all the stuff that I heard from Dr. Voss or the things that I heard from Willard McMillan or the things that I learned from David Carson. And I had this aha moment, and I suddenly realized how all the way back in my days at Geneva, there were seeds that were planted. But I continued to meet alumni who came to Geneva College. They were not Christians. They are not Christians. I continue to hope they will become. But even there, I feel like Geneva served them well by giving them a great education that prepared them for good work. Yeah, and why I bring that up is that if you're listening to the show, whether you are a Christian, uh, Jewish, uh, Islam, no matter what your faith is, as Ken said, this is not a requirement. Uh, you know, this is his, you know, the wish, but not a requirement, because no matter who you are, when you go to this school, you will see the difference. And that, to me, is what it's all about, servanthood and, and love, loving your neighbor. You will see it. You will really see it. That, to me, is such a key, and that's really what, what Ken is talking all about with the school and the wish of the school. So, Ken, you yes. are a graduate of Geneva. I am. Uh, but before we talk about that, and many people listening to the show, I don't want them to just think that's all you have done, although that's a big thing. Um, how about your career? You've traveled abroad internationally. You've taught. Um, how about if you share a little bit of your background with our listeners? I'll happily do that. I came to Geneva College because it was a Christian college, and it was um, associated with the denomination, the church in which I grew up. Um, That in and of itself is a story, because I had thought earlier I would go any place but Geneva, but God had other plans. Uh, I came here and majored in business and political science. I am a big fan of internships. While I was here at Geneva, I had a semester of study in Washington, D.C., and was an intern at the Peace Corps' headquarters. And that introduced me to the whole concept, the whole field of international development. And I suddenly realized this is perfect. It combines my interest in organizations and management and and economics and, and how things work and get better with my interest in international um, affairs and political science. And, and so I began to pursue a career 
in uh, economic development management. Um, I found out quickly that that's a hard career to get into without a graduate degree, so I went back to the University of Pittsburgh and uh, have a master's of um, public and international affairs, specializing in economic and social development, and uh, went back to Washington, D.C. following that, began to work first for the U.S. Department of Agriculture and then the University of Maryland doing this international management work. And I really felt that uh, God had made it clear to me what I was supposed to give my life to, and I spent quite a few years uh, doing international uh, consulting, um, traveled around the world, uh, North Africa, the Middle East, um, uh, the uh, Caribbean islands, um, Thailand, Asia, and uh, all, it was a wonderful time of life. Now, I married my wife, and we began to have a family during those years, and uh, suddenly occurred to me that my work was not my only responsibility. Um, I, be, I was uh, pursuing my doctorate at the University of Maryland so that I would have a better set of credentials to pursue this consulting career. But this was back before email and cell phones and Internet technology. And, and uh, so when I went away for a month, I really went away for a month. And, uh, and I was working in developing countries, so the mail services were, were not the best. So as a consequence, it was... Um, I could write letters home, but I would get home before they did. Uh, so, interestingly, came to a, a little bit of a crisis, um, became convinced that I could not honor my responsibility to be uh, a husband and father to a young family and continue to do the international consulting work. So, by that time, I had completed my doctoral work and began to look for other options, and uh, God opened up a door for me at Syracuse University, and I became a professor uh, in the School of Management there. And I taught there for 14 years and had a wonderful experience. God bless my work there. It was a major career change, but uh, I was successfully tenured in a, in a research department and eventually became chair of that uh, department in the Whitman School of Management. And uh, during those years, uh, I was reconnected to Geneva College. I had stayed an interested uh, alum and uh, had been a donor for many years. I was invited by the Board of Trustees to serve on the board. And so um, by the time um, President Jack White, my predecessor, announced his retirement, I was the chair of the Board of Trustees and uh, had the opportunity or the burden, however you want to look at it, of charging the search committee to find his successor. Now, I was thoroughly committed to being in Syracuse, New York. Um, I had a wonderful position at the university. We were engaged in a wonderful church there. Uh, that was my family's home. That's where my kids all grew up. So I told the committee, here are the names of three people I think would be promising, and I'm not interested. And uh, they contacted me weeks later and said, well, we want to talk to you about this position, um, and please don't say no until you've heard us out. And that began uh, probably a couple of months of serious 
consideration and contemplation before I finally became convinced that it really was God's call for me to leave that position and come as, as president of the college. So if you will, this is kind of my third career. You know, once is the international management consulting work, then as a professor, and now as a, an administrator of a small college. But uh, each time I've made this change, I look back on the things that I have learned, um, starting with my education at Geneva College, and said, you know, God used that, gave me a very strong foundation upon which to build, and prepared me for something I had not anticipated. Like you, Joyce, if somebody had said I was going to be coming back to Geneva College in any capacity when I graduated, I would have said, not likely. If they'd told me I was coming back as president, I would have said, you're crazy. But, mm-hmm. uh, but God had other plans. And mm-hmm. uh, I am blessed and privileged to be here. Well, yeah, you're not, we're not driving the bus, right? That's right. Well, here you are now. You are in this position as president. So what does it mean to you? I mean, I can't imagine since you graduated from the school, but what does it mean to you and sort of what do you want to leave for the students or for people? Well, interestingly, uh, Joyce, I was a, I was a, I've been a student of organizations all my life. I realized that when I was studying business, I was more interested in the management and the structure and how the organization worked than I really was in, in making money. And when I got to the international management consulting work, again, I was working with organizations and trying to help them do their jobs better. And then when I started teaching at Syracuse University, I taught strategic management, which was, again, how do organizations do their work better? So it seemed to me that now that I come to uh, the presidency at Geneva College, I have an interesting role. Um, The leaders of organizations like this uh, don't do the work of the organization. I mean, the fundamental work of a college like Geneva is to educate students. And that work is really carried out first and foremost by our faculty um, and then by our student development personnel who staff the residence halls. Um, it's it's uh, done by our coaches who encourage our students to, to learn teamwork and discipline. Um, those are the folks who day in and day out do the work of education. And my job fundamentally is to facilitate that process. It's to try and create an organizational structure in which uh, those who really do the work can thrive. My job is to help our various constituencies, our faculty, our administration, our staff, our board of trustees, the church that still owns the college. Uh, It's to get them uh, clear about what our vision is and what we're trying to accomplish. Uh, My role is to help us collectively plan for the future, and that's a difficult task these days because uh, higher education is a very challenging time. Uh, So as a consequence, part of my work is to raise money to pay the bills, but fundamentally to empower our faculty and and staff to do excellent work. Uh, Again, our our current mission statement says that one of the things we do is uh, develop servant leaders, and I really think that's what the president is called on to do for, for the staff. Um, but I think one of the things that the, that requires me to do is be on the road a lot, um, talk to alumni, talk to friends of the college, make the case to them 
uh, about the mission of Geneva College and, and tell them the stories of the lives that are being changed here uh, to help raise the funds that are necessary for an institution like this to, to operate. Um, but one of the key blessings of that, then, is I get to hear our alumni tell their stories about how God has used and blessed them uh, in the years since they've graduated. You know, when you talk about that servant leadership, I have to tell you, every year at Bender Consulting Services, we have a theme for the year, and every month my current and former employees receive a quote about that theme that I hope will help them in their career and or personal life. And this year, it's humility, which I believe is a cornerstone of being a great leader. And as a matter of fact, our quote to kick off the year in leadership is humility is not thinking less of yourself it's thinking of yourself less i think that's good c.s lewis that is good yeah and that is how we are kicking off the year but you know i tell people all the time uh when you're in leadership and i tell our young people with disabilities. I mentioned Justin Dart before, and he embodied humility. He really did. And he did think of everyone else before himself. But humility, as C.S. Lewis said, is not being weak. It's just thinking of yourself less than other people that you should not put yourself above other people. You know, I think it's you're not right. all about you. That's what I, I think mean. You're- you are, you are very right, Joyce. I, I, I think that one of the traps um, of college presidents is to begin to think that all of this exists for us, and that's not the case. Um, all of this exists for the students that we serve, and yeah. the job of the president is to facilitate the process of education. Right. Um, well, listen, we're going to go to break, um, and then we're going to be right back to end the show with Dr. Kenneth Smith, president of Geneva College. Don't go away. We will be back with Ken. You're listening to Joyce Bender, America's Voice, where disability matters at voiceamerica.com. Don't go away. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. Hi, I'm Greg Grunberg from the TV show Heroes. One of my personal heroes is my son, who, like more than 3 million Americans, has epilepsy. When someone with epilepsy is having a seizure, their brain is temporarily producing more electricity than their body can handle. They can shake or stare or fall down. They can also even briefly lose consciousness. If you see someone having a seizure, please make sure they're comfortable and safe. And within a few minutes or less, the electrical overload will stop and they will be okay. To learn more, visit epilepsyfoundation.org. Thank you. Racism. Healing. Oneness of humankind. It is time to join millions of people all over the world who openly talk about racial healing. Some of us are not sure how to tread when discussing race and culture. Until now. Tune in to A Safe Place to Talk About Race with host Sharon E. Davis. Engage with experts and notables. Have a question but are not sure how to ask it? Test it out with our show. 
It's a safe harbor to explore views and situations that we face every day. A Safe Place to Talk About Race airs live every Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Variety Channel. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com If you have a question or comment, call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now, please welcome back the host of Disability Matters. Here's Joy Spender. Hey, welcome back, everyone. We're talking to Ken Smith, the president of Geneva College. And for me, it is really a thrill to have Dr. Smith on the show today. So I must tell you, uh, Ken, the next two questions I have asked every guest for the past 10 years. (laughs) And the next question seems to be the hardest for everyone. Uh, But that question is that obviously, here you are now, the president of Geneva, you have accomplished so much in your life, but what would you say, what is your greatest accomplishment? Joyce, I see why people think that's a difficult question. (laughs) We we concluded the the last segment with a discussion of humility. Uh, So what do I think is my greatest accomplishment? Frankly, in in God's providence, I have been blessed to be a part of many accomplishments, but so much of what I've done professionally has relied on others for me to take sole credit for it that I'm very hesitant to say, you know, point one thing and say, I consider this my greatest accomplishment. Two of the things that I think, as I look back on my life, that um, I took great satisfaction in because they were others' recognition of me that I had done something worthy um, was being awarded tenure at Syracuse University. Um, I worked hard. A lot of people work hard, but to have a research university say, we think you are um, successful enough that we want you to stay a part of this community as long as you care to, that was significant to me. And the second was being recruited to the presidency of Geneva College. I did not um, apply for this position. I was recruited, and it took me a while to conclude that uh, I did have sufficient preparation for the work. But that was a tremendous vote of confidence um, in my abilities. And I, and I think that when someone else acknowledges something in you that you have been slow to see yourself, um, there is great satisfaction in that. But let me answer your question. What do I consider my greatest accomplishment in my life? I married a wonderful woman, and I've been blessed with six kids. And I think that those six children who, at this stage in their life, um, range from age 17 to 26, all of whom seem to be doing very well themselves, especially those who are now out of the home and living independently, some that are married, you know, I think in, in very real ways. That may be my greatest legacy. But even then, um, who they are uh, is not my accomplishment. That's really the, the blessing of God. But, but seeing them doing well is a tremendous blessing. And long after I uh, complete my professional career, I expect to spend um, many enjoyable years with, uh, with my children and my grandchildren. And I don't know what more one can ask for. Yeah. Isn't that the truth? What a wonderful, wonderful thing family is. And 
isn't it wonderful when you have a family where everyone is doing well um, and not having major issues in their life that are, you know, debilitating? That's right. That's right. That's not to say that we have not had our issues. <laughs> we're a family, and we're sinners. We have our issues. But nevertheless, um, it, you, we can see God's blessing on every one of our children, and we are so grateful. Now, does, where does your uh, 17-year-old go to school? She attends here, um, Beaver County Christian School, right here in Beaver Falls. Located in Beaver Falls. That's right. Yeah, I, and... and um, your other children, did they also go to college at Geneva? They did, interestingly. My uh, eldest, our, our firstborn son, um, was very uh, gifted, but not particularly academically inclined. He came to Geneva because it was, in, it was easy. Uh, he did quite well, as a matter of fact. He ended up with a GPA higher than I had when I graduated. Um, but uh, he was also a, a business student here. He is um, a Marine Corps uh, Afghan vet and now a uh, police officer in the city of Baltimore. Um, but I have three daughters who have graduated or will at the end of this semester, graduated from Geneva. And interestingly, um, they looked at lots of different colleges uh, before making the decision to come here. So I, there was a period of time when I felt like I was running shuttle to all the Christian colleges in the Northeast because uh, they wanted to check them all out. But after seeing them all, um, and in fact, in one case, my encouragement because of the desired major to encourage one of my daughters to go elsewhere, uh, they decided that they were going to, to come to Geneva College, and they have uh, all thrived here. Wow, isn't that something? That is really wonderful. Well, Ken... Before we close the show, uh, what message would you like to leave with our listeners today? Well, let me say this. I've been an educator all my life. When you're a consultant, you're an educator. When you're a professor, you're an educator. And when you are a prof college president, you're an educator. And I, I just think that education is a gift. But I think it's a gift that requires um, payback. Uh, Jesus said, of those to whom much is given, much is required. And so I think education falls in that basket. I think people should pursue an education. One is never too old to learn. My father is 85 years old. He still is always reading something new. He always wants to talk about some, some new idea. Um, that, to me, is lifelong learning. But I think one should think of their education as expanding your abilities to serve others in the spirit of loving God and loving your neighbor. So work hard at education. It really is a gift but it's one that requires you to give back uh, to those around you the benefits of that, that education. Right. Once again, it's not all about you. That's it's correct. About the, to me, the greatest gift is when you help another person gain freedom through employment or you help a young person develop self-esteem. Um, and to me, no price tag can you put on that. So I... I agree with you, uh, Ken. I agree. Once again, www.geneva.edu. Geneva.edu. And you also are on Facebook and Twitter, so you, know, you can go to other social medias to see more about Geneva College. But with that, we're going to get ready to end the show. Ken, thank you so much for being with us. 
Joyce, you're very welcome. It's been an honor. It's always a pleasure to speak with you. Thank you. And we end the show with a quote from someone that we feel has impacted the lives of others in a positive way. And our quote today is from Nelson Mandela, who said, Education is the most powerful weapon which you can use to change the world. How true that is. This is Joyce Bender, America's Voice, where disability matters at voiceamerica.com. Talk to you next week. Voice America would like to thank you for tuning in. Please join us next Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time for another installment of Disability Matters right here on the Internet Leader and Talk Radio, voiceamerica.com. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.